Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of the Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt. We're going to bring you the audio from the live event that we held for our kickoff party at CocoTiv on Wednesday, August 8th. 2018 CocoTiv co-working in the Montford area. It was uh, myself, Andy Go, as host, plus Bernadette Joy and AJ as well. And we talk a little bit about the podcast and what it means to us, why we decided to do it. And then we also take some questions from the audience. Real quick, before we get to that, just want to say thanks once again to CocoTiv co-working in the Montford area. Angela and Autumn of A-List Events for helping to put on the show. Simone McDowell for PR. Abigail Joy for art. Harvey Cummings for music. And most importantly, everybody who showed up to the live event. So, without further ado, here is the audio from the Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt live event. And don't forget to stick around after the audio from the live event to hear some very special behind-the-scenes bloopers from the recording of the Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt. Some really funny outtakes from the recording of the show, and you definitely need to stick around afterwards to listen to them. Let's, let's go ahead and introduce the uh, the two hosts of Crush This Debt. Um, so to my right here is Bernadette Joy Cruz Malian. Did I get that right? Malian, but good. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> See, she goes by, you know, we don't say that. Oh, wait, I no, just we said do it's, say it in one it's of the Bernadette episodes. Joy because nobody can say my whole name thanks to my Filipino parents. So, But <laughs> anyway, Bernadette, uh, um, she is the um, host of the show uh, and, of course, the originator of the story. So... Give it up for Bernadette. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much. I first just have to say thank you for coming out tonight. I know the rain is rough and it's a Wednesday night and you probably want to be snuggled up in your Netflix like I am every night. So I really appreciate you coming out. And a lot of you I know in this room personally and I've, you know, we've shared uh, stories about our businesses, about our personal lives and um all of you have been a part of this story in some shape or form. I'm looking at all the faces here, and I'm like, we've definitely talked about some of these topics. Um, and so it really means a lot to me that you're here. And uh, what means more to me um, is that you guys have really taken the time to tell me your stories as well. So as much as this podcast is me kind of sharing that story, uh, the fact that so many of you have shared those personal stories with me has meant a, a lot to me. Thank you so much, Bernadette. And uh, to my far right here in the uh, Crush This Debt Teal, which is that, that's the new official name of this color. We'll send you guys the hex code later. Um, is uh, AJ. AJ, um, uh, obviously the co-host and husband for Bernadette. And, uh, and once you listen to the podcast, if you haven't already, a major key figure in the story itself. So give it up for AJ. Thanks, Andy. I... You guys had said a lot, so I feel like I don't have to say anything at all. But last time I was up here in front of, you know, friends, supporters, family, just a combination of everybody was our wedding. So it's just kind of makes it feel like, you know, it's that important. And to us, it is important to have you guys, you know, listen to us and also, you know, hope that we can share, you know, our story to encourage you guys. So thanks for coming again. Thanks for listening and supporting. 
All right, so uh, let's do a little Q&A here. Um, first of all, just want to kind of get you guys' opinions on what's going on here. So like I said, we Bernadette came to me with this idea in late 2017, so like like 10 months ago, nine months ago, something like that. Really crazy. So uh, Bernadette, how do you feel now, now that like we've actually launched and it's all live and it's all here? Um, I still... I mean, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I I feel really overwhelmed with just um. We've been you know going at this for a while, and he's I've been at his house like pretty much every weekend, you know, recording this and, and doing all that. So, um, one I have a, an appreciation for what it takes to to do this kind of thing, but I feel really excited because uh, I think I've shared with some of you guys that I've told people individually my story, and after a while, I feel like I'm a little bit of a broken record, and I also don't want to be that person that tells the same story over and over again. People are like, oh my God, I've heard this like a thousand times. So now if you really want to listen to it, I can just send you a link and <laughs> you can decide if you want to listen to it or not. So it's it's awesome. It feels really great. And um, uh, I think something that was really exciting for me uh, even this morning was that my family, and we'll talk a little bit about this maybe, but we don't talk a lot about finances. We don't talk a lot about um, this kind of thing within um, our culture as an Asian family too. And I got a message from my dad this morning saying, I saw you on TV last night. I'm so proud of you. Can you tag me on your Facebook thing so I can share it with all of my friends? And he's never, he's never really, you know, done that before when it comes to any of these things. So that meant a lot. I hate to break it to you, Bernadette, but you're still going to have to tell that story. <laughs> Because whoever you're talking to at that moment is going to be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I can go, I'll go listen to it later, but just just tell me what's up. So, um, AJ, what about you, man? I mean, like, you've obviously been right there along with Bernadette um, uh, throughout this whole process, so how's it feel? So it's funny. So I, I would have to just say relief. I think as these guys talked about, you know, we started whatever back in 2017. Just the, the evolution of it is, you know, she told me, oh, I'm going to do, I want to do a podcast. I'm going to talk to this guy, Andy, and I, so I... The first couple of times, I dropped her off at some guy's house, and I had no idea. What totally to trusting, too. I was like, I'm going to go to this guy's Andy's house. I'll see you later. Just pick me up in a couple of hours. I've gotten used to that with Bernadette, I guess. She, she as you guys, many of you know, she does, she likes to do her thing. So, uh, and, not, not that kind of thing. Oh. <laughs> Let's clarify. Oh, yeah, sorry. That. Not that kind of thing, but her, her thing, yeah. But anyway, so, so when... They started working on the project, and I knew it was going on. And they said, actually, AJ, you need to be in here. And I was like, I agree that was our story, but, you know, she could be the storyteller. She's obviously a better storyteller than I. You know, this is even making me nervous being up here. But, you know, I sucked it up. Okay, sorry. Can you hear me now? <laughs> so I, I sucked it up, and, you know, I'm not, I don't like to be out there in the face of everything. So to me, now we're launching this podcast. And our, you know, some of our personal stuff is is on the interwebs, you know, our story. So it's a relief that we can just be open about it and share, you know, our feelings, some of the, a lot of the stuff that was going on in our heads during this time. And, you know, I'm not, I don't know if anybody's listened to it, but just prefacing, you know, don't judge us. And that's kind of the message that I want to tell you guys is, you know, now that we shared our story and you guys should have the ability to share yours and feel comfortable in a comfortable space to do that. So it's a relief, and I'm, I'm happy to encourage others. So that's how I feel. And you're happy to not drive me to Andy's house yeah, anymore. <laughs> I'm going there myself now, so. I know. We're, when's board game night? Exactly. Or yeah. more importantly, when's karaoke night? <laughs> yeah, 
There we go. Karaoke night. Um, so Bernadette, tell us a little bit about the podcast. Um, you know, it's it's ten episodes, and what what are people? What can people expect when they listen to Crush the Step? Sure. So we wanted to do it a little bit different from some of the other podcasts we've heard. We hear a lot of um, interview style podcasts and we thought it would be fun to do it more of like a TV show, except you just hear us. Um, And uh, Andy did a great job about. Oh, yes. Me too. Me too. Okay, Andy did a great job of adding his touch with a lot of sound effects. We have Harvey's music in it and uh, we wanted to make it more of something that you can listen to. Uh, not just, you know, two people talking on and on for, you know, however long. Thank you. Um, and we split up. Okay. <laughs> we split up. <laughs> we, uh, we had some challenge in the beginning of deciding how we wanted to split it up. At first, I thought it was going to be just like one episode, one long episode. And what we decided was that because I am a very kind of addictive personality, I like to binge all my things at once. And I also cannot do more than like 10 minutes at a time. Otherwise, I just lose interest. So most of the episodes are uh, under 10 minutes. There's a handful of them that we had a lot of good stuff in there, a little bit longer than that. But the idea is that you can listen to them as you go along. You can listen to all of them at once or one at a time, whatever works for you. And that's how we feel about finances as well. Like you can take things step by step if you want to. You can do it all at once if you want to jump in. Um, but we wanted to make it all available at once. You could hear the whole story without having to wait for the next week. So that's uh, that's a little bit of the format. At your own pace. Yeah. So ju- just to add, I, I compare, I like to relate things. I compare it to VH1's Behind the Music. Oh know? my God, you just dated yourself. Who doesn't know, know what who- that is? <laughs> I know my interns literally don't know what that is. She's like, she was born when that happened, I'm pretty sure. Pop-up video. Pop-up yeah. videos, yeah. Where we, you know. <laughs> so like she mentioned, she, you know, we recount our story and, you know, give us, give you guys the insight of what we were thinking. Yeah, just like that pop-up video, that's a good one. And uh, a real world, so a reality television on a podcast, I would say, yeah. Yeah, and what I like about the podcast, too, is that it's it's 10 episodes. Most of them are about 10 minutes long, and uh, a couple of them are about 20 minutes, so it's really easy to listen to. It's real bingeable, honestly. I think the entire runtime of the of the entire show is about 140 minutes. So that's a little bit over two hours. So it's not something that's going to take up weeks and months of your life or anything like that. Like You can listen to the whole... Um, you can listen to the whole series in a day or two if you wanted to. And each episode, too, is a different topic. It's a different, it's a, it's its own part of the story that, you know, again, you do have to listen to it in order. If you don't listen to it in order, I mean, it, it'll make a little bit of sense, but it obviously it's best when you listen to it in order. But each episode has its own idea and its own step of the process. And, and I thought that that was really unique and really cool. And by the way, uh, Bernadette wrote everything, too. Um, I, think, I, I don't think that should go overlooked. She wrote every bit of it. She's a fantastic storyteller um, and did a great job organizing the story into, into neatly digestible pieces. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I think um, when we were talking about how we were going to format this, too, we decided, you know, should we just go at it and talk for as long as we can and see what comes out. But Andy, actually, he's not giving himself enough credit. He's the one who suggested that we do it in a little bit of this format where we actually script it out. And I was like, Andy, I'm not a script. A lot of people know me, right? I'm not a scripted person. It's very hard for me to say something and say say the same thing over again (laughs) right after it. Um, But actually writing it down, what was interesting about that process was that when I wrote things down versus what was in my head or what I talked about, a lot of things came out that 
I didn't know I was even thinking until I put it down on paper. And then when I read the paper and actually recorded it, it was like a completely different meaning than what I just had in my head. And I think that's a great lesson for anybody is that you have creative talent in you. Like, uh, I can't tell you how many times I hear somebody say, oh, well, I'm not creative. I can't draw or I can't do photography or whatever. That's Those are all lies. Like, you have creative talent in you. Every single person in this room has creative talent. Absolutely. You just need to put your mind and your energy to it. And that's what happened uh, with Bernadette. And honestly, like I said, the way you wrote the, the entire show was really fantastic because there's not a whole lot of tangents. There's no wasted time. There's no stuff that doesn't add to the story. It's all very well done. So, Well, if you all know me, I'm really about efficiency and time, so I wanted to make sure whatever we're talking about was going to be useful for your time. So um, fast forward, all the events in the podcast took place in between, what, 2014 and 2016 or so? Um, so fast forward to today, I mean, not to really give away what happens in the show, but you guys are in a better... Spoiler alert, we paid off our loans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, I guess it's like watching Titanic or something, right? Like, you know what happens in the end, but, but the story in between is, is where the magic is. Um, but give us an update of where you are on your financial journey. Again, you guys started with $72,000 worth of student loan debt, paid it off in 22 months. So where are you now and what lessons have you learned from, from the whole experience? So to clarify, actually, so we had the $72,000 in student loans, and we also had a $50,000 plus in a mortgage for our um, investment property, and we paid all those together in the 22 months. So we paid the $72,000 in a year. So yeah, so that's so where we are now. We obviously paid both of those debts essentially, and we're and considering ourselves not all the way debt free because we have our own mortgage right to our current house, and uh, we still we're still on this journey. I was gonna say, the story is really the catalyst of our debt free journey, where we're still continuing today to be financially free and you know financially independent you know, for the, the long term. So that's in terms of getting rid of our current mortgage debt and then fi figuring out ways to, you know, not get into any more debt. So. Yeah. And for me, um, this journey has been a lot more about changing my mindset and stress. Um, when we first took out, uh, well, actually, when I first took out all the loans, I was happy-go-lucky because, like, this is normal. This is what everybody does. Like, what's the problem with this? And then um, when we... Uh, when I graduated and I found out, okay, I went from zero in um, debt to uh, $70,000 in student loans, uh, over 50-something at our mortgage and then our own mortgage. I was like, how did I do that in less than two years? Like, how did that happen? And I... And you'll hear it in the podcast, but I literally was on the floor one day, like, lying on the floor being like, what did I do with my life? Um... And it was a really stressful time. And that was also the time where a lot of you are here because I, you know me from Dressed is because I was still working my day job, which I absolutely hated. Um, and I wanted to run my business full time, but I didn't know how I could do that or how I can make that feasible financially. Um, and we decided that if we were going to do that, I really had to, we really had to work on paying off these loans to free up my mind, to free up the level of stress that I had. I mean, AJ will, <laughs> AJ is the most patient person ever, but I would literally wake up in the middle of the night like cold sweat, like, oh my God, what have we done? Like, what, what are we gonna do? Like, this is terrible. So for me, having got, if you looked at me two years ago and you look at me now, um, I'd like to say I'm still like stressed in different ways, but the stress is about how am I gonna grow my business? How are we gonna 
you know, take that vacation that we've been wanting to take? How are we going to... Buy a vacation home. Buy a vacation home. Yes, with our friends, <laughs> right? Those are the things that we think about now. Before, it was like, how am I going to get to the next, next paycheck? How am I going to make sure that we have enough food on the table? How are we going to make sure that we don't default right. on our loans? Alone. So the difference for us has been, for me anyway, has been like, before, I didn't feel like I could breathe, and I can actually, I can breathe now. And I can drink. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> um, awesome. So last question here, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take some Q&A from the audience, because we, like I said, we want to hear from you guys, too. Um, but what, uh, what are, what are sir, some of your goals for the podcast? What do you hope people get out of the podcast? Um, it, there's, a, there's a lot of great stuff there, and like I said, I, I, I take a lot of it to heart, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about what you think people should get out of the podcast. AJ, let's start yeah, with you. Sure. I, and you mentioned a lot of it earlier, but I think the goals that I had for the podcast is to really encourage, you know, not just you guys, but anybody who listens. You know, obviously it's available out there, you know, to be able to have this discussion, this conversation with their friends and their families and not feel like, you know, it's, it's hidden within them. Uh, I think that... People are just holding themselves back because they think it's taboo to also be like trying to keep up with the Joneses. So I think just having this information out there will get people comfortable with wanting to save money and being on their own debt-free journey. Um, and for me, one of the goals was so that I wouldn't have to say the same thing over and over again. So um, efficiency sake. But the grander thing was... Um, if you're going to this podcast to learn about how to save in your 401k and like tips that you can find just by Googling online, like that's not what this podcast about is about. For me, it was the stuff that was harder for me. It was how do I tell my family what I'm doing when they're they're so prideful about money? How do I talk to my friends about how I can't go on this really lavish vacation because I'm trying to pay off my student loans? Um, how do we kind of change our lifestyle when we were programmed for so long to you know think that payments was a normal way of life. So to me, I like to call it the psychology of, of money. And that's what we really talk about in this podcast. And for me, the goal is you can, you know, a lot of the knowledge are out there about finances. A lot of people think it's like technical stuff that you have to learn. But to me, 80% of what you need to learn in finances is about your mindset, about the people that you surround yourself with. There's a lot of people in here who are very savvy with money um, that I have purposefully <laughs> put in my life for a reason. Um, and it's about sharing, you know, what those struggles are, just like anything else. Like the less that we talk about it, the less knowledge is being spread around. So the more that we talk about it, the more we can share about how each of us can overcome these things. Fantastic. All right. So let's hear from uh, let's hear from the audience. Uh, anybody have any questions for uh, Bernadette, AJ, myself? Anybody? Yeah, just go ahead and yell it out. So, so the question, and this is for our recording because we're recording all this too. We're podcasters now, right? Official oh, this podcasters. is live. Yes. Yeah. The, um, the question was, how do you balance paying off your debt versus um, filling up your savings and, 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 and saving for the future? So the short answer I'd give on that is everyone's, everyone's lifestyle is different. Everyone's situation is different. So you'd really have to look at what that is. And if you want to talk about it, I'm happy to talk about it. But um, the biggest thing I can tell people in that space is you should have a purpose for every dollar that you have. And what I noticed, and even for ourselves, is that a lot of people have uh, savings that they put away. And when you ask them, what are you saving for? They don't have a specific thing that it's for. Like maybe maybe it is for 
Uh, if it's your 401k, it's for retirement. But let's get more specific. Are you trying to retire at 65? Or are you like me and AJ, we're trying to retire when we're 40 or when I'm 40 anyway, because AJ is older than me. <laughs> um, so even though you may be saving, you have to make sure that goal is very specific, right? So if you're looking to save for um, retirement, let's say, I want to retire at uh, age 40 with this amount of income every year. There's a specific dollar amount that goes with that. And if you don't have a plan for that savings, um, then you need to have a plan. But the difference that AJ have AJ and I have on philosophy about debt versus savings that we chose to pay all of our debt off first. So one of the things that people don't realize is that we had a, a some savings that we had like just because my parents told me you should put money in savings account and I had no plan for it and we drained it completely in order to pay off the debt. And people get so scared. They're like, "Well, what's going to happen if I don't have that savings or or what, and we were scared, but you see, we're still here. We made it through, right? And now, um, because we don't have any debt, all that money, we can we can save so much more now because we're not trying to split up all of our focus between savings and debt. So, yeah. I'm just going to add, that was the one of the hardest things that I had, obviously, this, the normal, typical way is, yeah, put some savings and then obviously pay your loans maybe a little bit more. But what kind of flipped the switch for me was, I think just what she said at the end was, you pay off all your debt and, you know, not waste your money on interest or whatever. And then take, imagine all that income that you're using to pay off those debts and even to savings. And all that just quadruples your savings, right? And, you know, hopefully you can live that long to, <laughs> to see, it, see it come out or whatever. So It's all a big gamble, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, we have no idea. Um, Who's, who's up next? Anybody over here from this side of the... Uh, all right, all right. We've got uh, a question in the back. Hi, Vic Kranz. So the question, once again, uh, is what is one thing that kept you guys inspired during this journey? I was... At least the main thing, I just... Uh, the first thing that comes to the top of my head was happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> that is always the right answer. Nine out of ten times, just use that, that answer. That was my inspiration. <laughs> think of one another one if once you go first uh so for me um in terms of inspiration i will say that it was not i was not inspired all the time let's be real i i think halfway through i was like fuck this like <laughs> this sucks like my fr i literally I, th I actually remember the day my friends were on a trip in where were they somewhere tropical and yeah. like very instagrammable and uh, they had asked me to go on this trip and i'm like seeing feed after feed of like, oh, they're on this trip. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, why are we doing this? And um, I, I I went to AJ. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, I'm over it. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, you, you know, y you like got us on this path. And now that we're on it, like, we're so, like, we're getting there. We're so close. Like, don't let this you know, stop you. So one answer is AJ. Actually, whenever I wanted to be like, I'm so over this, I don't want to do it anymore. And if you guys know me, like I'm very like, ah, about like a, an idea and I can get bored really easily. So um, he definitely kept me on that. And then the other piece of it, which I thought was really interesting, um, I didn't know a lot of other people who were talking about this stuff. And so I actually went to social media, I went to Instagram and started posting things. Like maybe some of you guys have seen, I had like these little post-its of like my debt, like getting paid down little by little. And I really had just put it on social media to hold myself accountable. Like I knew if I put it out there, I'm the type of person, if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna freaking do it. Like 
if it's a secret, I, I probably kept it a secret because I'm probably not going to do it. <laughs> so um, when I put it on Instagram and when I noticed that other people started commenting and being like, oh my gosh, like I have student loan debt too. And it was these people, the same people who are going on vacation, the same people who are like driving these fancy cars and all this other stuff. And I was like, whoa, okay. So not everyone is, um, is, is where I think they are and, um, and that they're going through the same thing as me. It made me feel a lot more like I can do this because um, I'm not the only person that's going through this and I'm actually trying to do something about it. Um, and so that was really helpful for me to put that on social media and hoping that uh, other people would, would see that and encourage me the same way. Like I put that out very selfishly to hear other people's stories too. And the last thing I'd like to add, and many of us in here are how can relate to it, but you know, no offense, but it was, working a corporate job, right? And if, you know, is this what I want to keep doing for, uh, I'm going to age myself another 25, 30 years? And the answer is, is no. So I think that's kind of what kept me inspired is, you know, hey, we started this journey. You know, I can see the benefits of it. And then to quit at this point just kind of dissolves that whole, you know, vision. And I think for both of us, what we realized was that for me, the big the big thing in the immediate term for the, the student loans was so that I could run my business, right? So literally the day that I paid off my student loans, like I I went to my boss and I put in my notice. Like I kid you not, like I really went, I'm like, I don't have to be here anymore. So I just, I just like, here's my notice, see you later. Um, but now our goal- I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's our point, right? Is now our goal is for both of us to be able to do that. So we still have a ways to go for both of us to be able to do that. Um, and it'll take some time, but that's what's keeping us going now. That's, uh, that's, that's savings goals right there, right? Like you pay off your loans and you're like, I'm done. Um, I'm kind of disappointed though, because none of you were like, well, we have this idea for a podcast and that's what oh, kept yes, us inspired. That also inspired me to write a future podcast. Okay. We got, we got YouTube. time for, I think two more questions. I, well, I'm going to get to you in just a second, but you raise your hand first. The question once again was how did you decide how much to pay each month? So, um, a lot of you guys know I'm a pretty hardcore Dave Ramsey fan. Um, and he talks about the snowball method. So, I less, for me personally, I less thought about it per month, but how much can I put towards each of these goals? So my student loans was actually broken up into four different student loans. Like one was five, one was 10, one was, and like two were 20, and then there was interest on top of it. Um, and according to the snowball method, you're supposed to try to go after the smallest ones first, smallest ones first, and just attack that smallest debt first. And then once you finish that, then you roll in whatever you're doing with that, into the next, into the next one. So, um, the first ones were a lot easier to knock out because, you know, $5,000 is different from a $20,000 loan, right? So, but for me, I'm a very psychological person. Like I need to see progress in order to keep doing it. Um, and when we talked about what we were going to do was we were going to follow that snowball method because once you saw that literally that line item just like disappear from my, from my, um, my monthly statement, it was hugely motivating. And whatever we were rolling into that, then we rolled into the next into the next one. Right, correct, right. So we started off, what we realized is that we started off small because we were like, oh my God, this is so um, hard to do. And our plan actually was not to pay it off in a year. It was actually to pay it off in like two years when we first started. Because we were like, that would be a reasonable thing to do, right? Like normal people, 
would be like, okay, let's try to pay off X amount in two years. I was like, nah, you know, like, or, or 10 years, right? And the normal student loan is like 10, 10 years, right? Let's pay this off in 10 years. Like, no, we're going to do it in two. But once we started seeing the progress that we had every month and how much easier it was for us to do it, then we were like, holy shit, I think we can do this in less than that. And I think to answer your question tactically, I think we... Oh, yeah, AJ's the tactics person. I'm the one who was like just running around yeah. being like, we're just going to burn everything and right. sell everything. And <laughs> so, yeah, let me... Uh, so, yes, we knew how much our goal was, right? First it was two years, and then Bernadette tried to keep pulling it in. She's like, I think we can do it in 18 months. And so we had Is that to what do, it sounded like? <laughs> then we had to do the calculation. Like, what does that mean every month to be able to do it, right? So we did plan that out. And I think, I think the we first... We meeting AJ planned it out, and I was just like, all right. Was a, we had to keep on schedule. But the first, you know, whatever, 100 days we call it in the podcast, we threw everything, all our savings, everything at it. And so from... But then we hit that plateau. It's like, now all we've got is our income, right? Not any savings or anything. So what's the difference between that point and when we want to get rid of it? If that's $5,000 a month, I don't remember exactly what it was, something like that, then it was just like, all right, how do we get to $5,000 to put into the loan? And you can hear on the podcast, you know, we took some some jobs and I don't know if I should be saying all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, because <laughs> he has his co hey, coworkers, you didn't hear any of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had a goal that we wanted every month and we figured out how to get to that, that goal. Right. So like you'll hear it in the podcast, like we've sold a bunch of shit. Like AJ was driving Uber all around town. Like we we're doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. It was definitely an explicit tag to the Crush the Step <laughs> podcast. I don't know if anybody can guess what the original name of the podcast uh, was, but, um, yeah. yeah. All right. We got a question right over here and then we'll Sorry, try and get Andy. you, uh, right after that. Just, uh, that's exactly right. It wasn't weekly. We actually do it monthly, you know, with our monthly. First Sunday of every month at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So it was at 5 o'clock. It was bizarre Sunday. when you yeah. said it. We're like, how did she know? Um, but, yeah, so we do plan that out. And uh, what, was the other, what was the question? I'm sorry. So the, I mean, the question was, how did we get to? Oh. You were supposed to repeat the question. No, no. no, Bernadette's got it. She's got it under control. <laughs> how did we get to be able to communicate about it? on a regular basis and how do we get to being on the same page? I so yeah, so the monthly at. planning we talked about on Sunday, but we also use this, the every dollar uh, application online. So that's the budgeting tool. And we both had access to it and we were both obligated to fill that in, you know, almost immediately. <laughs> Someone was obligated. Purchased. I was already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to, so we had to put all our, the expenses that we paid and so we held ourselves accountable, each other accountable, because we can each log in to that same account and see, all right, here's your expenses. And also with our bank account, we can we have a shared bank account. We can see what each other is spending. So. And I think what's unique about our story versus some others that you know we talk about, again, like this is very specific to us. So whatever you find in the story that's relevant to you, like we recognize that not everything's going to be relevant. So pick and choose what makes sense for you. We're, you know, let's be clear, like we're a married couple. There was two incomes at one point. Um, I was a breadwinner at one point. He is a breadwinner currently. Like, we've played those different roles. And I think that helps, actually, in our situation is that, like, there's been, uh, when we first got married, I was a breadwinner, and he was the one who's kind of doing the entrepreneurial thing and then vice versa. So I feel like that we've we've learned that we can trust each other on that. But that's actually one of the biggest topics that we talk about in the podcast is that a lot of married couples that we know do not talk about finances as much as they can or I don't want to say should because every couple is different. 
But it was not, again, it was not easy. Like, the first couple of budget meetings were, like, horrific. Like, like I went to throw things. Like, I was drinking a whole bottle of wine because we were just like, we don't know how we're going to get through this stuff. But what we learned is that the more, just like anything else, the more that you do it, the more that you continue to have that conversation, the more that you practice doing that, it got easier. So now our bu- our first budget conversation was, like, what, three or four hours? Like, it was... When I say horrific, like, oh, my God, it was terrible. But now our, our budget conversations are, like, what, 30 minutes? Yeah. I mean, this month it's going to be an hour because we had to budget for this party. Yeah. <laughs> but every other month it's usually, like, 30 minutes because we already know what we've – we have already have our plan laid out. Like, a lot hasn't changed um, in terms of our spending habits. And then the big thing for us to her question was, you know, there was a – you know. There was a point where it wasn't completely visible what was in my account, what was in his account. And we have a very specific philosophy that, like, as a married couple, like, what's yours is mine and mine is yours. Um, so, and a lot, not a lot of couples feel that way, especially when the, when the income is not equal. Um, and I think what was in our favor was that, again, like, we've had different points in our lives where I had to, you know, where I was uh, the breadwinner and he was the one and vice versa. So, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, like, how are you able to do all this stuff in terms of, like, quitting your job and doing all that stuff? And clearly, I have someone who's helping me, but I also tell people, let's be clear, like, there's going to be a day where I'm that person, and he knows it. <laughs> He's been saying to me, like, I'm waiting for the day, like, everything takes off because then I'm going to be the one just, like, you know, um, you know. Quit my job. <laughs> quit Quitting his job. So point being is that I think there has to be mutual trust for sure. I think there definitely has to be conversations and complete visibility into both people's finances. I know a lot of couples who do not have visibility into each other's finances. And um, don't give up after the first conversation because the first conversation is real rough. Actually, the second and third conversation was equally rough. It was probably not until the fifth month that we actually got it down pat. And one party, one side can't be overprotective. You know, like like she said, if someone makes more money, you got to it's 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 a together thing. All right, we got one more question uh, over there in the back, and then we're going to start the karaoke party. <laughs> Woo! And y'all aren't invited. You just have to listen to us. Sing. <laughs> sure. Oh, my gosh. I don't I, I I might have to repeat one of those. I got it. I got it. I think. I'll answer the first two questions. You answer the last one. So the first question is, are there other resources? So shameless plug, if you, go, if you follow me on Instagram, I often post other um, financial resources that I really enjoy. Um, who have great material. One of them, for example, the finance bar is here locally, and she does a ton of stuff. Um, but that's where I got a lot of my inspiration. Two, what are we willing to get into debt for? Um, after this situation, pretty much nothing. <laughs> um, I think that's a, that's an important question, right? Because I tell people, and I'm actually very conscious about it. So um, dressed, as you guys, a lot of people know, is completely debt-free. Like, we don't... I have... I have no credit card for it. I have no small business loan on it. Um, I feel like it's been growing really slow. <laughs> um, a lot of people have come to me like, wow, dress has grown so fast. And I'm like, but imagine how much more it would have grown if I had taken out the student, I mean, student loans. See, I'm still like traumatized by my student loans. But small business loans. Small business loan. Thank you. <laughs> small business loans, right? And people will often ask me, oh, can you help me write a business plan? I'm like, I could for my MBA, but I've actually never had to write a business plan because I've never taken out a loan. So for me, business-wise, unless – I really can't think of a scenario where I would want to take out debt because I've been able to grow the business up until this point without it. Um, but not having debt for me personally as a business owner has been amazing in terms of the, the freedom that I've had and being able to try different things, see if it works, if it doesn't. Um, 
some of my stylists are here, for example. Like, I've been able to try out that program. <laughs> Chanel's like, woo! Uh, and LaShonda, right? Like, I've had my, I've tried different things in this business that I don't know I would have been able to do if I knew I had something hanging over my head. A lot of the stuff in my business, like, people are like, no one else is doing that. And I'm like, because I can try it because I, the only person I have to answer to is myself. Um, and then when it comes to real estate, which I'll have, because AJ is actually a real estate agent, which is one of our many side hustles. Um, we actually went into our first real estate property, which is the 57 that he talked about. So we paid off $72,000 in student loans. The next year we paid off $57,000 in that mortgage. We initially had that mortgage because we lived in that house. So we lived in that house and we moved and we kept the house. Would we ever go into real estate and take out another mortgage again? For no, right? Like, like we're, we're, we actually talked about this. Like in what situation would we actually take out a mortgage? And for us, like again, having, having the freedom to, for example, we have tenants, like we could raise the rent on them if we really wanted to, as an example, but we don't because it's completely debt-free, that, that investment property. And we'd rather have a tenant who's there, who takes care of it, who does a good job with it, than having to like worry about how much more money we're going to have to put into it. Um, and then with our house, this is the, hopefully for me, this is the last mortgage I would ever take again. Um, and There's no point in moving up Right. I mean, it's not like we're going to buy a bigger house or something like that. That's not in our cars either. So. Yeah. And so I think that's what this journey has told us, too, is that we realized how much fuller our lives have been when we focused more on the relationships, like with all of you here, with um, the things that we've learned to enjoy, like AJ and his board games and me and my HGTV obsession kind of thing um, that, you know, if you asked me five years ago, my goal was to have like a giant ass house on like Sharon Road somewhere and like driving a nice car and we realized like wow we're we're really loving kind of like the life that we built now and we don't need to take out all this extra debt for it. So I would say hospital debt would be the only <laughs> debt we would take. I don't know I like to be honest with my That's a good bet. I didn't yeah. think about that. I don't plan on getting super sick I anytime mean, soon. So. Yeah so that's I mean that's always the risk right but. But um, on that point is Again, this is where we've seen a lot of people who've come to us and asked us questions on hot, like we have a built-in emergency fund. We have the equivalent of like six months expenses if worst case scenario. Actually, a lot of you, if you followed me on social media, you might have heard that we had like our, in our real estate property, our bathroom there completely like, when I say blew up, like it was, it, it was a disaster, right? And most, a lot of times I hear people being like, oh my gosh, like I have this huge expense and like just fucked up everything and like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for anything. And luckily for us, we had our emergency fund to be able to dip into. Um, but we actually rearrange, we got so good at our finances. I'd like to humble brag a little bit on that. We got so good at our finances that we didn't even have to dip into that emergency fund in order to fix that. And it was like a couple thousand dollars. So again, that's because we don't have anything else to pay for. Um, and we were what lucky. Was, what was the third part of that question? The analysis paralysis piece okay. with all the different options. I've been <laughs> good job, about Andy. He's like, stop talking. I know. I totally forgot like I'm not, five I'm not good ago. at holding wine. Jeez. <laughs> I don't want to electrocute myself. <laughs> so the third question, the reason I was going to say AJ should um, answer. <laughs> the analysis paralysis, because AJ is the analysis person. You guys are in project management and stuff. Like, you know, he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, I think it's. I think some of the problems with analysis paralysis, you know, you you have to take out a loan, right? If you're gonna go have all these different options, 
a part of it is, you know, taking out a loan to be able to get a piece of income. So, right, which loan should you be taking out, right? And if you chose to not, you know, take out a loan for whatever investment it is, then I think your analysis paralysis kind of strengthens a little bit. And I just think that once, you know, you whatever you're more passionate about, I think, you take the risk. I mean, I think none of us here have done everything perfectly in our lives. I mean, I can be the first to attest. The first home I bought in upstate New York, I lost whatever, $15,000, you know, in that home. So, and this was even after the recession. This is like when we got married. I know, yeah. So, <laughs> so the, the, I would just accept there's going to be mistakes that are made, but you learn from it. And if you can save up and build up, then you make smarter decisions the next time, right? Same with board games. You know, you can't just sit there all night and, uh, and try to figure out every single thing to win because, yeah, you might win, but you're going to make some mistakes along the way. <laughs> oh, God, oh don't. You just opened up a whole can of words. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, we'll, we'll save that one for ne one more uh, for the next time. Um, but give yourselves a round of applause. Thanks so much once again for coming on out, guys. Really do appreciate it. Thanks to Coco Teeve, co-working uh, Angela and Autumn of A-List Events, Simone McDowell for PR, Abigail Joy for branding, graphic design, Harvey Cummings for the music, and once again, you guys, the listener. Now, before we get to the karaoke... From whether or not we should give out free t-shirts to if we should fire the head of the one, two, or... Damn it. <laughs> I need to read this over again. It doesn't sound right to me. <sighs> March over... And with as much strength as possible, I could get, oh, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. You're going so I catch up on doctor's appointments, I clean up our place. I even go a little nuts and buzz my cut, buzz my hair, okay, <laughs> buzz my cut. In hindsight, I wonder how many people go through the, bleh, 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 okay, I'm good. And had every intention of mooching off my poor, but oh so wonderful husband. Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's my husband, AJ. We'll be here. Oh man, I'm so, <laughs> was so good, and I got so distracted. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> this HDTV addiction. This HDTV. I get really fired up about something. Oh, sorry. I hate assholes. So why would I even begin to listen to one? Are you sure this is right? What if this is, or, or well, oh my God, what okay. if this is, what if this, that's what it is. So, a few weeks had gone by, mm-mm, oh, wait, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're a mess, hold on, okay. I have a little frog in my throat. I know, it's early, I think it's, uh, yeah. at 10 o'clock, uh, <laughs> my throat, like, when I woke up, I was like, I was the same way. Luckily, neither of us were excessive users of credit cards, or so we thought. We use credit cards to buy our everyday, <gasps> <laughs> Hilarious. Wow, I can't believe I shared that on social media. I started feeling a little bit braver, but I still felt stuck. The next day, I typed up our... Rem <laughs> typed up. She was on social media telling people that she cut up her credit cards to keep on tracks with her goals. Uh, keep on tracks. It certainly didn't qualify as an emergency in my mind. I wouldn't have found out either, except for we were looking at potential changing the... Oh, damn it. Sorry. Potentially. Social. Social. <laughs> Social. 
we transferred some funds from AJ's checking account to mine. But a few weeks later, I drafted... Damn it, I was going so well. <sighs> I think the word overdraft is, is like PTSD for me or something. Like It's like a trigger, it's like a trigger word. <laughs> it was also pretty shocking to see how we grossly underestimated our bills. at all our non-essentials. We had volleyball league dues and gym memberships. I had beauty... Mm. 